If you've ever played hockey and you're learning how to stick handle, the temptation is to look down so that you can keep the puck on your stick. But your coach will quickly tell you to keep your head up. Because if the fear of losing the puck off of your stick makes you look down, you're actually going to run into a way bigger obstacle if you don't keep your head up. Or if you can think about driving a car. If you can think all the way back to when you learned to drive a car. What's one of the temptations of a new driver? It's that they look too close to the hood of the car when they're driving. They look at the road just in front of them instead of keeping their head looking out towards the horizon so that they can see everything that's coming. And what's the problem with looking too close to the hood of the car is that you correct too often or you overcorrect when you do that instead of keeping in a straight line and between the lanes. Or a child who's having a meltdown at the grocery store because mom or dad won't buy them this candy bar. Why do mom and dad just not buy it for them and appease the child and move on? Well, it's because they've got something better. Don't want them to spoil their dinner. They need to learn that they can't have this now because something better is waiting for them. Or if you see a stranger in need, what is your first thought? I should mind my own business, or what can I do to help? St. Paul tells us today in his letter to the Colossians, seek the things that are above. This doesn't happen by accident or naturally. It's something that is learned and is a gift of grace. To learn how to seek the most important things, to seek what is essential to a fulfilled human existence, or to seek what is most valuable. This is what we are being invited to do. But there are many things that get in the way of us being able to live life that way, of always keeping our head up, of seeking what is most valuable and most essential to human life and to the Christian life, right? Some of the ways of thinking that get in the way of that would be the old, really old saying of carpe diem, just seize the day, live for right now. Or a few years ago, the saying was YOLO, you only live once. And there's a degree of goodness in there, but if that's all that you do, you're missing something important. And that's where St. Paul's list of things in his letter to the Colossians today show pitfalls of where those things get in the way of us seeking the things that are above. And so when it comes to fornication, it's this pursuit of self-gratification that without the possibility of self-gift, of family, and children of sharing in creation, then fornication just turns inwards instead of out. Or he talks about the passions, letting yourself be taken over and driven by your passions to self-satisfy us. That's the child having a meltdown in the grocery store. Passions taking over. Because when passions take over, then they get in the way of love of God and of love of neighbor. And we can't live from that if our passions consume us. And then he points to greed, 
which is in a lot of ways about self-protection. That I build up, like we heard in the gospel, I build up my stores so that I am well taken care of and I can relax and drink and be merry. But then what happens? Anybody who wants to partake becomes a threat to my protection and keeps us from being a self-gift of offering ourselves and what we have to others. Each one of those things are examples of the way that we look down. We look at smaller things and we start to lose the ability to seek the things that are above. It's the idea of navel-gazing that we can all fall into the trap of. Then the other question that we need to ask ourselves is, can I fully trust that I know what I should be seeking? Do I have the capacity within myself to know in my life or in certain circumstances of my life the most valuable thing that I should be searching for? Or is there something in my life, whether in habit or in thought, that actually is a bit of a blinder for me in being able to actually seek the thing that I should be seeking? The truth is every one of us have at least one of those in our life. It's why we need others to live with us to show us the way when we become blinded of what is the thing that we should truly be seeking. Here's a fun fact that I found this week. In the Gospels, people ask Jesus 183 questions. You want to guess how many questions he answers? Three. Jesus asks people 307 questions. Now that just kind of sounds annoying. But why would he do that? Why are there not more answers? Why are there more questions offered to ponder and to think about rather than answers given to the questions that are being asked? I think part of it is because it keeps us in pursuit of the things that are above, right? It's kind of like the mystery of a book. Once you've reached the last page, the mystery is gone. And you probably don't need to pick up that book again. And so if we had the answer to everything that we were looking for, what would we be looking for? And it would prevent us from pursuing God in our life. This is one of the simple reasons why prayer in our life becomes so important. Because the moment that we sit down to pray, it is an attempt to open ourselves up to the things that are above. That I let go of all of the preoccupations and worries and responsibilities that I have for my life, and I open myself up to the one who is above, the one who is creator of all things, and the one who is the God of providence. If we stop praying, then we lose the ability in our life to seek God, to seek those things that are above. And then it has a trickle-down effect into everything else that we live in our relationships with others or the way that we see problems in, the life, in our life and the world around us. And then 
what it feels like is like I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders because I have to have the answers to all of the things that are imperfect around me. But I don't. Not if I seek the things that are above. Not if I discern with God and with those that I love what is most valuable to seek, what is most essential to live a fulfilled human life and a fulfilled Christian life. When I learn to seek those things, then I really find God. When I'm in the confessional, when people say that they struggle with faith, my first question is, are you praying regularly? Because often the answer is no. Like those two things don't go hand in hand. Of course, when you hear it, it's obvious. But what happens is in the weight of sin, we abandon seeking, seeking what is above, and then our faith starts to be tempted by the simple thing of going to confession, by returning to prayer, our minds and our hearts are elevated again to God. It's why we come to the altar and we pray here at least every week so that once a week, we turn our minds and our hearts to the one who is above so that he can help us seek the things that are most beneficial to us.